Inca. Are we ready to rock and roll? I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, I've been sitting here um, just kind of off center on the camera. There, that's better. Um, uh, I tried a new streaming service. There's a, a three week free trial of uh, YouTube TV. So I don't know how many weeks into my free trial I am. But uh, everybody and their brothers coming up with a, a streaming service where uh, you can watch just about anything you'd like. Um, YouTube TV... Uh, has a lot of movies to offer. I actually am kind of digging it more than um, I was uh, Hulu because um, it it's about the same price, but they have more uh, movies that I like. So uh, that's kind of cool. Um, but also, um, oops, the, uh, the channels are about the same except for like one channel that I like, uh, that is, uh, not there. But I was, somebody brought up the other day, uh, I think it was Joey Diaz on his podcast, and it was more than the other day, it was a, a while ago, um, that, you know, you get Hulu for $54 a month, you get um, uh, YouTube, it used to be called YouTube Red. Now it's called YouTube Premium. Uh, that's another $10 a month. You get Disney Premium or Disney's whatever the hell it's called for, I don't know what it costs, 9 or $10 a month. Uh, and pretty soon, you know, you, know, you want to add HBO to your Hulu. Well, that's like $20 more a month. Now you're paying $200 a month for all these streaming services. When initially, they were supposed to be there to uh, be cheaper than cable. Yeah, my cable bill, when I got sick of it, was uh, $80 a month. Uh, then I had uh, Sling TV, but I had no local stations. I had... So then I went to Hulu because I could get local stations. Uh, now with YouTube TV, I get the local stations that I like better. Because um, I live closer to... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. 
uh, I live closer to certain news networks, news channel, TV channels, than I do uh, these other ones. But anyways, um, but by the time you pay for all this streaming stuff they're coming out with, I just saw, I just saw, pardon me, HBO is starting its own stream uh, at the end of May. So, you know, there's another probably 20 or $50 onto your bill if you want, you know, you uh, HBO, I think it's called HBO Max or something like that. And really, there's nothing great on HBO that I know of, but I, I don't like all this like Game of Thrones crap. The Sopranos was good, but um, I was watching tonight on, uh, I was going through uh, YouTube TV to see what movies they had, and the ones you could watch right away, uh, there was actually a pretty good selection, and there's very limited commercial interruptions to them, and I was watching the first two Star Wars prequels. Uh, and I remember when they came out at the end of the 90s, the early 2000s, and people were, you know, shitting on them. This is terrible. These, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? It's like, okay, you know how the story ends. You know, if, you know, to that point, the, the end of the Star Wars story was, you know, Return of the Jedi. And you knew... This little boy, Anakin Skywalker, grows up into Darth Vader. So you knew how, you knew how it ended up. But the way George Lucas got you there, what I've... At first, I didn't like the prequels because I listened to everybody's jibber-jabber. And I go and see, I sat and watched the third one, and it was great. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith, which I'm going to watch after I get done with this video and uh, um, podcast. So... Um, but, you know, if you just suspend disbelief and don't have to have, you know, the movie go your way, even when I walked out of the theater with, at the end of, uh, what's the one everyone hates? The Force Awakens was really good. It left you hanging. And, you know, the biggest complaint was there wasn't enough Luke Skywalker in it. And then um, The Last Jedi came out. And yeah, there were things that could have been different. I could have done a, without the casino scene and that whole side story. Um, but w with that, you know, that particular part of the movie... Nothing against the Rose, whatever, Rose Tico character. Um, you know, she could have been used better, you know, and things could have been different. Uh, but 
you know, now Disney is producing a show called The Mandalorian, which takes place before all of the Skywalker saga and all of these things. And it's got rave reviews. So, you know, you can't blame Disney completely. Um, or Ryan Johnson. I mean, Ryan Johnson makes, you know, a certain kind of movie and he says he wants people to either love it or hate it. But the thing was, when I left the theater, I was like, man, that was a really good movie. I really liked Last Jedi. You know, that was awesome. You know, Luke Skywalker sacrifices himself to save his friends and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I remember in, you know, the, what was it, The Empire Strikes Back when Luke was on Dagobah getting trained by uh, Yoda and Yoda was getting frustrated with him. And, you know, I remember in A New Hope how, you know, Luke was, I didn't see uh, New Hope or Empire when they first came out. The only one I saw in theaters was uh, The Return of the Jedi. And, of course, you know, there was so much... Star Wars excitement. I didn't realize until I was like a senior in high school. Somebody explained to me, uh, you were born in 76. The first Star Wars came out in 77. You would have been three years old in 1980 when Empire Strikes Back came out. So the only one you could have seen at the theaters was Return of the Jedi. But I had seen the other ones on VHS so many times. And I think they were even on TV, some obscure thing. Well, anyways, uh, there were so many... Uh, you know, so much hype around them. I really thought I saw all three at the theaters for some reason in my younger days. I don't know how I dreamed that up. But, um, so, and I saw, oh, they were probably on HBO that I just made fun of. Back then, HBO was a big ordeal. Um, but anyway, you know, if people would just shut up and watch a movie for what it is and not have to have every detail go the way they want it then it would be you know a great every movie would get good reviews um now some movies like um the star wars that just came out the uh what was it called Shitfire. Rise of Skywalker. You can tell I don't plan these out very well sometimes. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. You know, the critics shit all over it. And then the fans saw it. And they were like, whoa, this is great. And now, after they went back and saw it a second time, some fans were like, well, you know, eh. You know, but it had so much action. It moved so fast fast through the the story and there was a lot of catching up to do because 
you know, Ryan Johnson was told to pick up where J.J. Abrams left off, but, you know, depending on what you believe, he was either given nothing or he rejected all of the ideas that J.J. Uh, Abrams and George Lucas gave him. And so, you know... It turned from a Skywalker saga into a Raylo love story. And that was played in there in the first movie, too. You know, there's this bond of sorts between Kylo Ren and Rey. Now, I've heard, you know, if you buy the novelization of Rise of Skywalker... It fills in a lot of things they couldn't put into the movie. But, you know, they only had so much time in the movie unless they were going to make it a four-hour long movie. Um, I wouldn't have minded it being broken into two two-hour segments, you know, at, released at the same time. So you could, you know, I don't know, uh, take a pee break and then go watch the second half or something. But... Uh, they chose to do it the way they did it. Um, and, you know, there, there's things I'm like, yeah, I wish this would have been different or that would have been different. I never got into the Snoke character. But, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. It, you don't let that ruin it for you. Um, I don't care that there was no backstory to Snoke. I just think that, you know, you've got this powerful force wielder. Instead of making him look like a, some kind of deranged Halloween costume, make him, you know, a powerful emperor type which is what we thought he was in the first two sequels. Um, but, you know, going back and watching the prequels, I, I almost like them as much or more than I did the first three Star Wars movies that came out. Um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Uh, most of my life, Return of the Jedi was my favorite um, now Empire has kind of surpassed that. Um, but anyways, it, it's all, you know, just how you watch the movie. Um, a buddy of mine was saying, you know, when we were going to see, um, The Last Jedi, that he heard terrible things about it online, and he's like, but I'm gonna just, you know, watch it and make up my own mind. And that kind of like I let like let me down because I wasn't into all the Star Wars stuff. Then I get on YouTube and started seeing all these people that you know. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. That you know, Ryan Johnson ruined it, and I kind of started to believe it, even though I left the theater thinking I really liked the Last Jedi. <laughs> you know, uh, so. It's kind of like they're you gotta let them tell you the story. You can't demand 
of a movie franchise that it it always be done your way. I see people doing the same thing now with the Marvel universe or whatever it's called. I'm not into those movies that much. But, um, you know, what is it? Captain Marvel is a female and she's outspoken politically or some crap. And so people are shitting on that. You know, saying, take her out of the movie, replace her with a different actress. Like, why? She's doing a good job of acting, you know? <laughs> and, I mean, it's strictly entertainment, people. Just like people that get all wound up about professional wrestling and stuff like that. But, um, I want to talk about this Obamagate, because the media is not. So, let's read this article from the National Review, uh, breaking down um, the Obamagate scandal. And Joe Biden was pretty heavily involved in this, as it uh, is going to turn out. So, present, uh, the article starts out... Um, you can read the title in the description. President Trump said Thursday, Obama officials who sought to unmask former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn in surveillance documents should go to jail for their actions. People should be going to jail for this stuff, and hopefully a lot of people are going to have to pay, Trump said during a Fox Business interview. Newly declassified, a newly declassified memo made public this week revealed the name of Obama administration officials who requested that Flynn's identity be revealed in the documents detailing the surveillance of the Russian ambassador with whom, was, with whom Flynn was in contact. The unmasking requests were made between Election Day 2016 and the end of January, while the investigation into the Trump campaign Russian contacts and Russian interference in the election was underway. Trump said the officials committed a great political, the greatest political crime in his the history of our country, <coughs> and mused about whether those involved would already be facing jail sentences if he were a Democrat instead of a Republican. Former Vice President Biden was among the Obama officials who purportedly requested that Flynn be unmasked, according to the memo. The Biden campaign shrugged off the presumptive Democratic nominee's presence on the list, saying none of these individuals have known Flynn's identity beforehand. January 12, 2017, the same day Biden's office received the unmasking information on Flynn, Washington Post, David Ignatius, Ignatius published a column stating that Flynn phoned Russian Ambassador Sergei 
Kisklay, Kisklack, Kisliak, several times in December 2016. Flynn's contacts with Kisliak occurred the same day the Obama administration announced new sanctions on Russia, including 35 or the expulsion of 35 Russian officials in retaliation for Russian election meddling, which was never proven. In fact, it was proven that they did not interfere in the election. Trump, the Trump campaign dismissed Biden's explanation. We already knew Biden had been briefed on the Flynn case before Trump took office, and we know that he wanted Michael Flynn unmasked. So this unmasking, you know, these uh, people that work in intelligence have to be able to have some anonymity, some uh, um, I don't want to say secrecy, but you know, when they're talking to ambassadors and leaders of other countries, um, until it's time for something to become public knowledge, certain their identities and things need to be kept uh, secret or not really secret because I mean. Flynn was a public official, but, you know, the thing is, they wanted to get Flynn to lie. The FBI documents have been released, text messages, memos, see if we can get Flynn to trip up or lie and say something uh, to get him in trouble, and then he'll, you know, rat on Trump, maybe, or something like that. And this is what, you know, Obama and Biden did. And, you know, they did the Ukrainian scandal where, you know, they blackmailed Ukraine with, you know, what was it, $600 million in aid to fire a uh, prosecutor who was investigating Biden's son, um, you know, so there's more evidence out there. I mean, it's blatant evidence that the Obama administration and people were spying on the Trump campaign, uh, spying on this Michael Flynn, spying on me maybe right now, looking out my window. Um, you know, just to get dirt, um, you know, because there were supposedly meetings with you know, Russian officials d between Don Jr. Uh, and people that could give, you know, the Trumps uh, dirty information on Hillary Clinton. Well, there was enough on Hillary Clinton with the Uranium One scandal where she sold a bunch of United States uranium that could be used for atomic weapons to Russia. Um, you know, there was... All kinds of information. And we now know that the fake steel dossier was funded. You know, to the steel dossier, which 
is what was used by the uh, for the FISA courts <coughs> to issue warrants to eavesdrop on the Trump campaign. Well, the Steele dossier was leaked to the public and by John McCain, and it turned out it was paid for and total was a total fabrication by the Democrat National Committee and through the Clinton campaign and the, part of the Clinton Foundation. Because we know Haiti didn't get any money from the Clinton Foundation. Uh, the New York Post has an article also on uh, Obamagate. Looks like pre the title is "It Looks Like President Obama Ordered Up the Phony Russia Gate Scandal." Um, It goes on to say, Russiagate is now a complete dead letter, but Obamagate is taking its place. Just how far did the then-president go to cripple his successor? It says, it is not clear the Obama, Comey, FBI, and Justice Department never... It is now clear the Obama, Comey, FBI, and Justice Department never had anything more substantial than a laughable fiction of the Steele dossier to justify the counterintelligence investigation of the Trump campaign. Yet, insistent leaks from that supposed confidential probe wound up consuming the Trump administration's first months in office followed by Bob Mueller's investigation. This stupid computer of mine doing. Um, the total witch hunt, which Trump dubbed it. Information released as the Justice Department dropped its charges against Michael Flynn shows that President Barack Obama in his final days in office played a key role in fanning the flames of the phony scandal, fully briefed on the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. He knew the FBI had come up with nothing despite months of work starting in July 2016. Yet on January 5, 2017, Obama told... Obama told top officials who'd be staying on in the new administration to keep critical facts from the Trump team. It happened at an Oval Office meeting with Vice President Biden, Intel Chiefs John Brennan, Jim Clapper, and National Security Advisor Susan Rice, as well as FBI Director Jim Comey, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates. So, from a national security perspective, Rice's memo afterward put it, President Obama said he wants to be sure he wants, as we engage with the incoming team, we are mindful to 
ascertain if any reason that we cannot share information fully as it relates to Russia. Even as Obama also directed that as many people as possible across his administration be briefed on utterly unsubstantiated allegations against the Trump team, and as Rice and others took unprecedented steps to unmask U.S. citizens like Flynn, whose conversations had been caught on federal wiretaps of foreigners. Um, they were trying to use this thing called the Logan Act, which came uh, in a generation before you know telephones even existed, uh, to keep... Uh, average citizens from going out and pretending to be U.S. diplomats. Uh, that's what the Logan Act is, basically. And that's what they were trying to catch Michael Flynn on, was that he was acting inappropriate and acting like a U.S. diplomat when he shouldn't have been uh, talking with this Russian ambassador. When, in fact... Um, he had every right to talk to this Russian ambassador. Um, so, you know, it's hard to understand all this, but the mainstream media is not reporting it. So I will, and I'll try to get as much information and do a more in-depth podcast and video on this at a later time. Um, <clears throat> So, a couple things in the headlines coronavirus related to end the, the video and podcast. Manufacturer, manufacturing workers sound alarm outbreak. Uh, it says there's a big increase in cases since Texas reopened. Let's see what's going on in Texas. COVID-19 increasing by the thousands since Texas reopened. Uh, Texas has seen a steady rise in novel coronavirus cases as and fatalities since reopening two weeks ago. There are now 45,000 confirmed cases. The, illnesses, the illness caused by coronavirus, according to Texas Health Department, 1,000 cases from Thursday to Friday. Numbers have not yet been recorded for Saturday. Um, I think that was expected because, of course, when you open things up, people are going to be people that are contagious are obviously going to transmit their germs. Uh, the other one, manufacturing workers sound alarm on COVID-19 outbreaks. COVID-19 outbreaks at meat and poultry have hobbled the nation's meat supply chain, leading to President Trump to invoke the Defense Authorization Act or Defense Production Act to keep them open. Uh, outbreaks at manufacturing facilities make everything from Wind turbine parts to soap have sickened scores of workers while garnering far less attention. That sounds kind of like old news. Um, federal occupation 
Safety and Health Administration, also known as OSHA, has more than 1,300 safety complaints related to COVID-19 at manufacturing facilities, according to ABC News data that runs through May 4th. That's old. That's old news, and they're posting it now to try and scare you from going out. I think that's what that was. That was just a scare tactic to keep people from going out as the economy reopens. Um, <clears throat> doesn't sound like Texas has seen. That huge of an increase considering how many people there are in Texas. So uh, with that, we'll just wrap the video and the podcast all up and uh, put this all to bed. And uh, wish you guys a good night and God bless you. And I will bring you more on Obamagate as I research and find out more. Because the mainstream media is not reporting it. And it, it's really bad stuff. So Things that our constitution didn't want... Our founding fathers didn't want to happen and um, things that just should not happen to American citizens. You know, there's been, there have been American citizens bankrupted, uh, put in jail for lying to Congress. And it was all to make the Trump campaign look bad, make Trump look bad. Well, you know, his associates went to jail. Well, they went to jail because they told you know, one story, and they said, well, let me clarify something, and then, you know, because uh, Mueller couldn't convict Trump on anything, he convicted these people on changing their stories, more or less, and then they tried to say, oh, 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 look, all of these people around Trump are going to jail, he must have done something, they just ruined people's lives is all they did. And Trump should pardon every one of them. And um, <clears throat> Michael Flynn's already been vindicated. Um, they were close to putting him in jail, but his new attorneys pushed and fought to get, um, you know, FBI text messages and memos released. And we found out that the FBI went to the White House while Obama was still in office, I think. Well, we know the FBI went to the White House and said, let's get him to lie. Let's get him to lie about something. So, with that, good night. God bless you guys. I will see you the next time. Have a great day.